On today's uh, conversation, Mike, what I want to really focus on is something that that has been weighing on me from a from a concern perspective. Uh, it's a concern that I have for for a lot of business owners and for a lot of uh, real estate agents, and it's one that's really confusing to me. And I guess I'll start by by saying that I was wrong, and I was very publicly. Um, uh, focused and centered around the idea that this would that where we are right now is, is not uh, what I expected and and what I said would be um, happening. You know, we're we're in uh, the end of August 2020, in the middle of this um, COVID pandemic, and you know we're seeing double digit unemployment numbers. And I fully expected that um, my life would be drastically different from a financial perspective. Yeah. And yet what we're seeing is actually the inverse of what I had predicted very loudly and very boldly just months ago. And so as we um, aim to make agents and entrepreneurs more profitable and more productive by changing the way they think, what I want them to change the way they think about is thinking about the illusion of success. That right now, many industries um, have been have been significantly damaged and hurt, and and um, certainly we feel for those business owners. But it is a case of haves and have-nots, yeah. and the ones that haves are real estate agents, and that's because recently uh, we saw July's numbers come out that uh, there's a 25% increase in sales in June and July, which puts the real estate market at the highest amount of annualized sales since 2006. Wow. And so a number of real estate agents that I meet with and that you meet with are, are seeing things as stable and normal and better than ever. Right. And I believe that they're walking themselves into the illusion of success. And so when we think about the illusion of success and what um, agents maybe are thinking or feeling as a byproduct of the market, what do you think they should be thinking and feeling instead of maybe what what they're they're thinking and feeling right now? What should they be preparing for in the future? Um, that the future. Um, what? is so um, amazing is we have the opportunity to set ourselves up unlike any other uh, time uh, that we've had a recession uh, or any other, you know, economic uh, setback. So now's the time to run our business as if we were in a, you know, recession. So it's good right now, uh, but you just never know, um, you know, how long it'll stay that way. You know, I want to I want to touch on that for one point, because this is kind of the illusion of success that I find myself into is I live in this bubble. I live in this bubble of being a real estate entrepreneur where everything that I do and own and touch is real estate sales related. Right. So while I operate um, four businesses, they're within the real estate sector and, and therefore the all of them are doing well. Yeah. And so I believe similarly to what you said, which is a recession um, that's upcoming in the future. And yet the reality is we're actually in a recession already, Yeah. right? Because a recession is a retroactive look at gross domestic product throughout the entire um, economic sector in, in the U.S. And yet while the country right. is in a recession, we're actually not feeling the effects of that from a housing standpoint. Right. And that's what makes no sense to me. Right. But if everybody else is in a recession it could reason to believe that we could eventually start feeling this. So it's, it would be prudent 
to start making that preparation now. Absolutely. And so one of the one of the things that I think is important to talk about, Mike, is that um, what's fascinating is when you go back and you study um, since the really since the post World War Two era of real estate, um, what you'll find is that anytime unemployment numbers significantly spike, real estate um, demand and um, pricing lags behind unemployment rates between six to 18 months. And so there is an inverse uh, relationship with housing prices and demand and employment rates. And so as unemployment goes up, demand and pricing historically has gone down. Right. So why do you, why do you think that is? Well, in large part because it's it's basic economics right. and and we oftentimes think that real estate is somehow more complex than than it truly is sure. and and part of that is because i think that we like to over um compensate for our lack of focus and our lack of results so we make it a complex business right okay and yet what it really is is the exchange of an asset now i realize there are emotions that are attached to, to the exchange of this asset. However, um, when we look at the, the fundamentals of supply and demand economics as it pertains to real estate, it's if you um, have no income, right. you can't purchase a home. Right. Therefore, when, when 11 plus percent of the uh, population is without employment, they have no income. Right. Therefore, they have no ability to go out and purchase a home. So we lose a significant portion of the demand market right. or the buyer population. Right. And the challenge is that you have to exhaust the amount of demand that's still in a pipeline or the people who still do have jobs. You have to exhaust that portion of the, the yeah. economic pipeline in order to get to this changing um, marketplace dynamic of no longer having the same degree of, di of demand. Right. Which then causes days on market to go up. Right. And days on market really are a predictor of pricing. Because what the pro because I'm sure as you've noticed, when you put someone's house up for sale yeah. and they tell you all about, oh, hey, my neighbor's house sold um, in one day, two days, one week, whatever, multiple offers. Therefore, they assume they will also sell their home in that same time frame. Right. As soon as one week goes by and their house isn't sold, what are they always doing? They're freaking out. They start freaking out. They're right? freaking out. And that, and so it is in that fear that drives oftentimes um, sellers to reduce their price. Right. And when the seller starts to reduce their price and they get no immediate feedback response, buyers don't show up and write offers. Right fear creeps in even more yeah and then you see more Spirals. price reductions yeah 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 and so that's why um oftentimes i believe that when we look at the economic data from a historical perspective the um pricing and demand for real estate lags behind the job report got it so we're at the at the top of the roller coaster well, potentially now potentially. there's, you know, there's one unique outlier, I think that's at play. And, and by the way, um, I've actually played out this, um, fun little micro study, which is go listen to 20 economists yeah, and I promise absolutely. you, you will get 20 different answers. Yeah. And so, um, the economics is, is falsely portrayed as something that is a mathematical equation. And the reality is, is fundamental economics is based oftentimes on, um, on 
behavioral responses. Right. So you can put a math formula together, but if the people don't act the way you predict them to, that's the variable. That's right. The human variable. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's right. And this is more about like, okay, if this is going to happen, still run your business. That's right. As if run your business as if we're in a recession. Yeah. There is no downside to doing that. Yeah. None. Unless you're a tech company, profit actually is your equalizer. Right. Profit is the most important way in which you're able to differentiate and safeguard your business from the future is by having um, a degree of profit that allows you to sustain much longer than your competitors. Yeah. And I think in, in our current marketplace, we see companies like Amazon, we see companies like Zillow, um, Uber, we, WeWork, we see all these large um, venture capitalist backed companies that operate in a technology platform um, operating without profit and, and having this huge valuation and getting tons of press and tons of accolades and think that profit is not in fact all that important. Right. Wow. And, and profit is the equalizer for every business other than technology. Okay. And technology has a totally different way of calculating value. Okay. And, and that's just because users are the value proposition oftentimes for technology because right. in order to create a network effect, you have to have users inside of your network before you can monetize it. Got it. It's not so much that way in a, in a bakery or in a right. barbershop or a real estate company or brokerage or any other physically based um, traditional um, service related um, industry. You actually need money and profit in order to be sustainable. Right. And so there's no downside to your point about operating your business as though we're in a recession or will always be in one. Right. Yeah. The game is different. You're playing a different game. That's right. <laughs> and and the way to win the game is to actually have a profit margin. Right. Yeah. And and so the the concern that I have and the, the portion that we want to change the way people think about is the illusion of success by thinking it will always be this way. Yeah. It was supposed to not be this way in in April. And April, you know, and May really were not the, the, the greatest months from a closing perspective for most agents. Um, and and so a lot of people were, were delusioned to believing that it would stay that way. This wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. And and yet um, and yet what we what we expect or what we if we look historically and see is that um we're actually getting ready to go into that phase right. of where the market does begin to soften. Yeah. And there's some variables that are outside of um, view, I think, or there's some variables at play that agents are missing right now. Right. Okay. And, and not factoring into thinking that the, the industry and that their income is stable and, and not nearly as volatile as it potentially would be. And in really one of those that you touched on is the physical nature of the business itself. How has that, that portion changed for you or has it changed at all? And how do you pivot to adapt to what was almost predominantly all a physically based business to now being some of both? I just, I think, um, well, for me, I, I mean, I'm blessed to where when I came in, I actually came in digitally based. So a lot of, a lot of the way I get in front of people uh, is done uh, through a digital format, either social media uh, or buying leads. So um, my business was actually is actually kind of skewed this way, 
my concern is for people that, you know, they are more physically based. They're used to networking events in open houses. And while, you know, this is the thing, like they shut us down for a couple of weeks. Like if this continues to happen, it's not outside the realm of possibility that they'll shut us down again, or it's something that will become something that is regular. So you have to be able to now build your business in order to withstand that sort of shock. Redfin reported in their quarter two earnings, Mike, that 46% of their sales took place um, from buyers who never set foot in a home. Now, I don't know that I personally buy that figure. That's nearly one (laughs) out of two. That seems a little aggressive because I've sold um, probably zero homes. Maybe one, maybe two that I did all over a phone or something. Now we're, we're obviously in the Midwest. And so we're um, going to be a little bit more conservative from an approach perspective. However, Redfin is saying 46% of theirs from a buyer standpoint, didn't step foot in the home. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's one way that the the physical and digital disruptance takes place, right? Yeah. That's yeah, and if you're built like to be a physical like I'm, you know, chest to chest meet people, they're going I mean that is going to be fewer and fewer. Like we're looking at things as they are today, but you have to be able to step back and say, "Okay, what where are my um where are my um uh weaknesses where do i have opportunities and then how can i grow you know so that i don't have these weaknesses coming behind me so well one of the things i think is important to look at is when you think about weaknesses is the the beauty of business ownership and um the beauty of of the current uh world that we live in is that information is available so incredibly um quickly and rapidly it's also obviously has its its pitfalls however um i think that one of the leading indicators that we want to pay attention to is um right now uh delinquencies as far as mortgage payments are at a four decade high right now so um those that are um behind in or delinquent on their mortgage payments is uh, the highest it's been in four decades. The other thing that I don't love is that um, sales are at an annualized um, pace, very similar to 2006. Right. We know how things worked out uh, yep. post 2006 for the housing market. I was now, there. I realized there were some different <laughs> factors at play, right? Yeah. However, um, you know, we're we're in a little bit of a different market where the um, the Fed can't artificially reduce interest rates in order to stimulate. I'm buying. So the, so then it brings into play is what many people are predicting is that, um, what could potentially mitigate, um, a significant fall off in marketplace demand, or in order for us to avoid what would be like an, uh, a fiscal cliff or like us running ourselves off of a cliff from Mm a, um, income perspective, what would help us avoid that is um, government stimulus. Yeah, and so if the government continues to overly stimulate the economy until um, traction reengages, we may be able to avoid that. However, as an agent, what I think is important to, to keep in mind is people still have to have jobs. Yeah, in order to purchase a home. Right. That's what makes this different. Yeah. Like I was at the last, and they would give, you know, t- I remember twenty five hundred dollar. 
uh, credit for or eight thousand. It was eight thousand. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yep. I'm sorry. Eight thousand yep. dollar credit to buy a house. Yeah. But guess what? You gotta have a job. Yeah, that's right. You still had to get approved. You still gotta get yeah. a loan. Yeah. So like that's the thing that's gonna be different on this is like we have to navigate that, like all the unemployment. Yeah. And so what are you doing personally, Mike, in your business or, or what are, what's kind of on the horizon for you and your business when you think about um, preparing for um, what could be potentially some lagging signs of economic um, unrest in the real estate business? Uh, one, um, you never, I mean, you just, you don't know. So what I do is I just try to focus on blocking and tackling. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing audits in my business. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're doing audits in our business, cutting back the fat. If, if we're spending money on things and it's not having a return on our business, we're not spending money on it anymore. Uh, you have to look at, you know, your people that you line up with. Um, uh, I read somewhere, uh, gosh, well, if, if you, if everybody on your team was dope at what they do, how does that how does that affect or impact your business so then you look at your business and you say who is really the best at what they do yeah. and then you have to determine whether or not um you know that paying them that's an expense so that's what I'm doing. I'm just being super focused and super efficient. So I hear that as you're doing an audit of your business, um, top to bottom, right? top you're, to bottom. You're doing a, you're doing an, um, asset audit where you're, you're auditing, um, you know, are you, do you have the technology that you need in order to accomplish the outcome? Uh, you're doing an accounting audit. Do you have the income and the profit margin that you need in order to survive any potential upcoming um, recessions from a real estate perspective? And you're doing a people audit that says, yeah. do I have tens in the right seat um, on on this bus in order to weather any uh, sizable storm that might be in the future? Right. And And so by doing that, um, there's no downside to that, by no. the way. That if you should, run your business like that all right. the time. Yeah, that's right. It, <laughs> truly, that should be something. So for me, um, I, that's something that I do every week and every month. And, and that's been a, that's been an, um, an important addition this year is, um, I really pushed some of our new hires to put together, um, a CEO report that is basically up to date every, every day or every week, um, where I want to see a lot of those leading indicators, that says, you know, are we trending from an activity based perspective um, in the direction that we need to go in order to generate the profit margin that I need or expect? Um, and how quickly can I get out in front of it in order to reshape human behavior to get the outcome that we need? Right. And and so, you know, I, I look at this from an analogy perspective that says, first, you have to have visibility to it. Yeah. And you can't bury your head in the sand and pretend that it doesn't exist. Right. And it's no different than when you say you want to lose weight and you refuse to step on the scale. Right. Your weight doesn't change. The weight no. is the reality, whether you choose to face it and look at it or not. It It is what it is. So right. even if your finances are not in a position in which you're um, thrilled with where they are, you still have to get a very clear picture of where you are right now financially in order to audit it on a weekly and monthly basis. And what I heard you say was the 
finances have to be um, dollar invested and multi-dollar returned. Right. And in that that subtle tweak of dollar invested as opposed to dollar spent yeah. is a very, very big difference, I think, from a mindset perspective. Because yes. what you're saying is I'm holding this $1 accountable yeah. to go forth and multiply. Yeah, yeah. And, and that really should be a business mindset at all times. Yeah, but sometimes we forget that. We oh, just, of course. You get the glitz and you get the, you know, and you spend money and you, you this, I know they use the analogy of a body. Your, your, your business is like the human body. And there's just certain, you know, signs that, um, you just got to keep track track of. And um, a lot of people are just running loose. So I guess if I were going to wrap this up here, then Mike, what you're saying is, is that entrepreneurs and real estate agents need to play red light, green light with their, with their, with their expenses, um, need to audit their business really top to bottom from a people perspective, systems, operations, um, uh, their lead generation, their, their, um, tools and their, their technology. Yeah. And then, um, be thinking about what does business look like in the future? Not right. what made us successful, right? but what will make us successful moving forward, right. knowing that the core values and the core principles stay the same. If customer service is how you built your business, continue to do that. You may just need to alter the way in which you, um, exchange customer service moving forward. The vehicle of which you That's do right. it. That's yeah. it. So lead with revenue and you just have to be, you're right. You have to, you, you just, if you're good at customer service, just the vehicle that you deliver that just may need to be tweaked. And we just need to be looking at other ways in order to do what it is that we do. Every people are still going to need to buy a house. People are still going to need to sell real estate. We just need to stop looking behind and start looking and saying, okay, what's the possibility? And then taking action. Cause that's, what's going to happen. Like if people aren't paying attention. Awesome. All right. Thanks Mike. I appreciate that. And, and obviously, um, you know, people can't do business with you if you're not around in the future, um, due to profitability. And that's, um, the biggest reason why real estate agents get out of the business is due to a lack of income. And I looked at a report just yesterday, the average agent in their first two years after getting licensed brings in um, $9,800 a year wow. in income. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's hard. a lot of people say training is the problem. A lot of people say resources are the problem. The actual problem is not being profitable. And so profit is the great equalizer of business. And the only way to be profitable at times can be um, to save a dollar and then go earn one. And yeah. so um, at times the best dollar earned is the dollar that you save. Yeah, absolutely.